Oh, I saturate my pipes all the time. Hello and welcome to episode number 91 of Unrelenting, where if you can't hear Gene, that's just a feature, nothing to worry about. Yeah, it's a feature, not a bug. Exactly. You got to remember to turn all the buttons on, not throw your water bottles at the microphone, a little bit of compression, a little bit of magic sauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to complain that we had zero donations and zero support for the show, but like literally right before the show started uh and it's it's anonymous so uh yeah. although it, it's csb because it's his message so he came mm-hmm. in with his ten thousand satoshis that's where we're at for the full show so i mean we're just going to keep the satoshis open if people want to interact today this is the only way we're going to generate some funds like hey if you got something to say yeah. although i think we're going to set csbs as maybe the minimum of that ten thousand satoshis and up if it's under 10, yeah, if it's mm-hmm. under 10,000, then maybe we, you know, we're not, we don't have to read it if it's under 10,000. That's right. But the, uh, the thing is with the compression and audio and a lot of people, it's a harder subject to understand than most people probably give it credit for, because mm-hmm. while the simple definition of compression is like, well, you're making the softest, quietest, louder, and you're making the louder, quieter to kind of mm-hmm. give you a more static range to yeah. work through there are other ways to go about that because compression does change the way somebody's voice or an instrumentation would sound and there's a bunch of other plugins now that you can use things like they call them like a vocal writer where mm-hmm. if you're playing while somebody's talking with the fader on your mixer you're bringing the volume up and down so if gene starts talking louder i just bring the volume down a little bit then if he's talking softer you bring it up manually that's not compressing the voice right that's shifting and there are plugins that will that will try to do that now yep. so yep and i think that's that's typically what a normalizer will do versus a compressor and it's all these things like well what sound do you want obviously yeah. the we're used well, and, to the talk radio which is over compressed yeah but but remember they had a technical reason for doing that because they have limited bandwidth right they got to pump it out onto the am band mm-hmm. where we have full beautiful bandwidth we have cd quality if we wanted to but it's interesting because it's the same thing with photographs mm-hmm. where a lot of times now photos people rather have a little bit of film grain to it there's very expensive insane uh uh-huh there's expensive plugins that are like well let's recreate yeah let's let's dirty shit up Uh uh-huh because it looks more natural i guess that people are used to rather than there was it doesn't it looks nostalgic it does because there was when hd tv first hit you Mm -hmm. remember the biggest complaints were like yeah it looks too real it looks mm-hmm. there's too much detail we well, don't like I remember it. people saying it looks too plastic uh-huh it doesn't look real it looks more like a video game yeah it's like it's it's that uncanny valley kind of feeling except for actual video yes yeah and i think that same thing well what didn't help the those tvs and this is probably not first generation but like second generation hds where everybody started introducing um 
auto motion enhancement. So they took 24 frames and 30 frames and bumped them to 60. Yes. And in theory, it's like, oh my gosh, look at that. Everything is super smooth. But boy, total uncanny valley. Well, again, because everybody was used to, and that was the uh, mm-hmm. the one thing I learned when the computer age rolled around in any kind of video editing was that in the United States, our television was 29.9 something, very close to 30 frames a second. Yep. Where, 29.97, I believe. And the UK is what, 24? They go with like the... Yeah more of like a film standard well but it's really 25 so yeah it it comes more from their electricity being 50 hertz and that would make sense but there is a different vibe to it when you watch it you're like well this seems a little weird it takes a minute to get used to it and um you remember the old macs the black and white original like mac plus and stuff uh those things were running at 50 hertz i believe um either 50 or 55 i can't remember but they seemed so much more crisp than pcs which typically ran at 30 and that was the arms race into who can get to the raising that raising the frame rates everything mm-hmm. and technically all of it's better but you're like well, that doesn't look right yeah well what's amazing is that we can watch film movies at 24 frames and not be bothered that's crazy because uh we can clearly perceive the difference between you know 24 and and 60 and even above and it's one thing i never really thought about until i started doing my own usage of it but you can totally tell the difference between 60 and 120 or even 144 like having a gaming gear that goes up a lot higher uh you would think well you know humans can't tell difference between 60 frames and 120 yes you can well on the lower frames the brain's just filling everything in which it's a beautiful thing yeah it's like well i understand what's going on it shows as very smooth movement never once going to the movies as a kid you were like well wow this doesn't look right right and you're you don't think wow this is so janky (laughs) yeah now you're like well no this stinks man I'm doing better out of my uh, cell phone. I was going to say iPhone. Yeah, I always give Apple true. all the uh, all the props, which you can do on your phone now. Way better. frames on the iPhone. Way better. Mm-hmm. But people prefer for some reason, not always, but for certain things, it seems like, well, this is more natural. That 24 frames a second for movies. They don't want the realism. And that was the funniest thing was. Yeah, all the local news when high def came out and people all of a sudden were like, wow, we can see you. Mm-hmm. Your makeup jobs and are not working. anymore. Boy, do people have bad skin. Uh-huh. It's amazing how many people have shitty skin. Uh huh. That's reality. Yeah. Now they've managed to start hiring better looking women in porn now. Well, you have to. Mm-hmm. You have to because of the technical limitations. Although. ZSB, isn't there an AI that could just take care of all this already? Yeah, get the skin fixed. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now there is. Well, but there's also we're we're very much at a point right now where the AI means no women need to do porn. This is true. Or news or anything that needs to be a woman in front of a camera or a guy. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I was just referring to things that people actually watch, not things that <laughs> exist and nobody watches. Right. Yeah, like YouTube channels of guys that were like, Hey, how you doing, yeah. baby? 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's tuning in for that. Especially with that sound. Yes. No, no, they don't like that. Way. I thought they mm-hmm. liked it's kind of the, uh, what's that guy? You know, the, the, the black dude with the really low voice. Uh, you know, the one I'm talking about, Barry White. The salty black balls guy. Well, no, that would be Isaac Hayes, although he was oh. awesome. <laughs> well, who else has low voice? Barry White. He has the. Oh, right. Barry yeah, White. Baby. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, so Isaac Hayes was basically the fun Barry White. Uh-huh. Until he became not fun because they made fun of his religion. Right. And then all, it all went to hell. And then he died. Oh, he died. Oh, I, I think so. I thought Isaac Hayes is bad. I mean, if not, he will be now. You, you forgot yeah. the power. Hey, of unrelenting. We talked about him. You know what that means? <laughs> the power of unrelenting is if we talk uh-huh. about him, they die. Yep. Sure seems to be that way. Hey, we, we sorry, Luke Perry. Yeah, we're not planning anything about that. Well, we got him too, and uh, Matthew Perry. We got Luke Perry and Matthew Perry. Yeah, well, we we got uh, some comedians in the past too, didn't we? I remember we talked about. I mean, we talked about uh, a couple long after they were dead, but uh, what? But there's some that we talked about, and then the week later they were dead. Hey, well, that's who says death uh, isn't funny. Well, it is. It has to be. It's, I mean, the, it's inevitable. It's the right. It's the impending finish of our journey. I mean, technically, we'd be uh, batting a thousand if you wait long enough. Exactly. Sooner or later, everybody's going to die, including us. And that'll be the funniest show when we're both dead. Not us. Not us. (laughs) But everybody. He's like, I I am am eating a lemon a day. I'm eating garlic every Uh day. I'm going to live forever. Garlic, lemon every day. That's right. You still doing the garlic thing? I am. Yeah. That way, uh, Adam and uh, Tina will uh, be able to smell you coming down into Hill Country. Yeah, I'm, I'm just watching out for vampires. That's all. I'll so, tell you what, man. I think given what I've watched and I mean, I'm watching like videos and stuff uh, about the properties of garlic. It's a pretty amazing plant. Yes. Well, there's a it, lot it of seems, these natural things that people just over the years, because yeah, the drug companies pushed like everything. Kill damn near everything. Yeah, you want this. It's going to be good. Uh-huh. It'll make you healthier. Although, I guess, you know, there's a lot of garlic used in Italy, and we know they had a, mm-hmm. a hard time with this latest flu. At least uh, that seemed yeah, to be well, original. Although, afterwards, yeah. I think the United States did way worse in the couple of years after that major first push. Which, well, I don't think they had a problem doing worse with the flu. I think the issue they had was that their airline industry kept importing people from Asia. So they're constantly resupplying a new, a new supply of it. Could be. And they did have a lot of old people in Italy. That for, for some reason, people live a lot longer. Probably they're happier in Italy than here. Uh, they bitch a lot. Well, that's good. You, you let it out. It's a cathartic experience. uh, Did you see the Italian president or whatever her title is? um, That uh, she ended up, I guess they weren't married, so she didn't get divorced, but she ended up dumping her boyfriend. No, was this big news? Is this something I should have Yeah, yeah. Apparently there was a video of him asking some other politician to have a threesome because they do that a lot. Do they? Wow. I mean, that sounds uh, like politics. According to him. Right. And uh, yeah, she didn't like that. So she ended up, and they've been together for like a decade and she ended up dumping him. I mean, usually that couldn't end a relationship if you're not into the. I mean, they're Italians. Of course they do threesomes. Come on. I mean, if you'd like to uh, confirm or deny that, if you're Italian listening, make sure you send us a boostagram. 
from Italy. From it, well, it has to be from Italy. Yeah, Italian satoshis. We will never. American Italians don't count. No, I mean that's because you're American by then. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, this the is the thing now with of all sexualities, American is with uh, social media though. Everything is now out in the open. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show that this this generation of European female leaders all like to have fun. They all like, like the, to get down. The what was it? The uh, was it the Finnish or the Swedish or one of the Norwegian? What was the the uh, the prime minister or whatever she was who was like dancing up a storm and right? I know who you're talking. I don't remember you know where about. where yeah, from. Yeah. There have been quite a few stories like this. Yeah. And the other thing that seems to be pervasive lately are female teachers sleeping with male students who are like 14 or 15. Well, that's been around for a long time. I remember, you know, hoping for that when I was a student. I know. You're like, wait a minute. This is not. Yeah. I mean, that's the equivalent of pen pals form when you're a kid, uh-huh. when you're a male kid, at least. You're like, no, no, that's good. I want that. I don't know about the female kids. probably. Uh, you know what I, I think it's the same shit it's like it's just it's worse when a male teacher does it with a young female societally but um but it's i think for the girls and the boys the students in that scenario they're the ones trying to get it on i don't, I don't think it's the teachers forcing themselves on the kids uh because when you're actually read beyond the headline and they start describing what happened it always ends up being a teacher that essentially didn't push back when they should have pushed back and said this is inappropriate when you're going from getting the apple from the student to getting a kiss from the student to getting between the sheets with the student hey it's a small line right there it's a direct line it's <laughs> Hey, how about the don't avoid the apples overall is what you're saying. Don't even start there. Yeah, absolutely. A kid that gives you a gift, you say, no, take this back. No, thank be, you. Be an asshole. I mean, that's what's what every other teacher does. Yes. Yeah. Don't play into the impressionable youths. Mm-mm. The youths. No, because they they will be um, they will be attracted to somebody that gives them attention that has power. Everybody's attracted to power in that sense. And uh, when they're youths, when they're student age, they don't have any responsibilities, which means the attraction is 100% guiding their, their actions. When you get older, the only thing that really changes, you still have that attraction factor, but you start having responsibilities and they modulate the attraction. So, you know, instead of going, man, that, that chick with the needle sticking out of her arm sure is hot. (laughs) really is that going, what yeah doing? but that'll create other issues that i don't want to deal with yeah you don't want crazy heroin chick but they are hot but they, they are i'm not you know the, you have a you have a very quick burn on i always like the heroin eyes the heroin eyes mm-hmm. well there's a show title <laughs> i always I like the heroin I eyes yeah yeah it's uh it is yeah, an yeah, i was watching uh Helen the bottom Carter uh, getting interviewed yesterday and she's always been a great hair and eyes chick. 
By just naturally, you mean, and not uh, by taking Well, she's always cast or, into uh, that role. I mean, I don't think she does heroin, but uh, she seemed to have played a lot of those roles where, you know, like the, the perfect example of that is her as the girlfriend in uh, Fight Club. Ah, uh, yes. Brad Pitt, the other guy. Yeah, Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt. Right, pretty much. He Ed should, Norton. He, it, right, Ed Norton. If, if Brad Pitt could star alongside himself, he would. Well, he kind of did that with uh, in that movie where he played the uh, uh, the uh, I keep thinking bouncer, but it wasn't bouncer. It was he was a stuntman uh, with uh, Leo. Leo Laporte. He was in a movie. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that Leo. Right. Oh, yeah. His friends just call him Leo. Different Leo. You and Mm -hmm. and Leo hang out a lot. Well, we have the same taste. (laughs) Twelve year old women. Hey, 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 hey. The uh, I thought it was very, uh, very weird that uh, it was 60 minutes in Australia. This popped up in my news feed, did a 10 minute quasi hit piece on Elvis Presley. And this was like, ooh, very recently. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was like pedophile Elvis. And it's like. Really? This is this is where you're going to go with that and but they just totally ignored Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, kind of who married a was third what? 13-year-old cousin, I yep. think it was. 13-year-old relative, yeah. Which uh and it was like his third wife, which was also very very weird. Jerry had Jerry Lee Lewis had wives like uh most people have glasses of iced tea. Mhm. But the Elvis thing everybody knows if you know anything about Elvis that he met priscilla when she was 14 but they went through that there were other 14 year old girls that you know they would spend the night with them and they're interviewing these women and all of them pretty much tell the same story that he was just a big kid you know he never really grew up he wasn't comfortable around a lot of people and every one of them was very clear and he had a pet monkey well that was uh, michael jackson oh Oh, sorry. Same person. They were very clear that there was never any sexual activity mm-hmm. with Elvis at that age. That uh, he just enjoyed their company, which, okay. Well, that's you what can, Macaulay Culkin said anyway. Right. Well, he was petting the monkey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make a bunch of different cases, but it's the the pedophile thing. Like, um, I also just have a very big problem considering... 14 or 15 year old girls as children in the same category that we consider a two-year-old girl a child absolutely and you look at the different times again you and i did not grow up in the 40s and 50s (laughs) and we neither one of us ever matured no but uh there was a this is what these women also said to pretty Mm -hmm. much every one of them and that that was you know back at the time Nobody really considered the age difference as being anything. It was quite mm-hmm. common. And the fact that you can go back and do a hit piece now mm-hmm. based upon the, and it's not even morality. I was going to say the morality of today, but is there any morality today? No. No. But based upon no, it's, the. It's, it's the, uh, the standards to some extent because the, they definitely seem to be correlating, but it's the idea that you can judge 
anybody in all of history by modern standards. Right. And it, it's, it's just stupidity. Yes, because you are not taking into yeah. account the world at that point. Yeah, it's, it's inf- infantile behavior is what it is. It's literally people that are too stupid to know better. And the fact that they had, you know, allegedly, I'm guessing they did their homework and these women actually did know Elvis and had the relationships with them. Mm -hmm. Assuming that's the case, the fact that every one of them said that, well, there was nothing sexual. The fact that you're still pushing like he had a proclivity for young girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, again, but. But America has always been uh, a leaning towards Puritanism. And I think. But isn't that what the left wants to blow up right now? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, So there there are some some things that the left in theory is, uh, you know, doing better. Right. Because I would think the leftist media would be like, hell yeah, Elvis, like 14 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The irony of it. Right. If Elvis liked 14 year old girls in order to convince them to become 14 year old boys, that would be perfectly fine. Right. But the fact that he didn't try and convince them to become 14 year old boys shows a certain problem. Oh, that's right. It was Elvis's toxic masculinity for wanting girls to be girls. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't have here. Here's the thing you can't argue with because it's just, it's a, a natural fact um the there's nothing magic about number 18 in no, terms of years old of course not and in many countries in europe and and outside of europe uh the the age of consent is not 18 and we've we've made fun of the fact that in the vatican that it's 12 uh or used to be they've actually changed it but it it was 12 for literally a thousand years uh they were they were holding themselves to the highest standard possible and saying, don't diddle anybody under 12. We have to to have a bar, man. (laughs) Yeah. You got to have a bar and you know, they, they had to compromise. They would have preferred nine, but they went with 12. Uh, but the, there is no number here that needs to be set other than by people agreeing on something arbitrary because nature has that number, which is, Girls can't have children until they have their period, which historically happens between 12 and 14. Now, in the United States, now that's happening younger even because of all the hormones in the water. But if you don't have an artificially uh, water infiltrated with hormones, it's usually between 12 and 14, certainly with some exceptions. So... Does it make sense for anybody to have sex with somebody that that's younger than that? No, no, that's unnatural. And that's without having any kind of morals or ethics put into it. That just purely from a mechanical standpoint is that it it is unnatural to have sex with somebody that is incapable of sex. It'd be the same thing with, um, you know, trying to have sex with boys that, have never uh experienced a wet dream right they're not sexually mature yet so having sex with sexually immature people is just objectively wrong without invoking any kind of a 
uh, morality into it. Right. And to show, I mean, this is the uh, one of the great things about the Internet. All the information is here. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got countries like Nigeria, where it's 11, the age of consent. Yeah. But uh, Japan, 13, kind of surprising. Not really. Have you not seen Japanese cartoons? I guess they're all the all freaking adult cartoons are about schoolgirls. China, 14, Brazil, 14, Germany, 14, Italy, yeah. 14, Colombia, yeah. 14, oh. Hungary. Yeah, I mean, 14. these are honestly, these are more accurate than 18 in the United States. Yeah. Now, you can get into an argument about, well, what about mental maturation? Who cares if their bodies work? They're just not capable of making good decisions. Well, if that's yeah, the case, I totally people agree. will never be able to have sex in America ever again. And exactly. This is why American <laughs> children live at home until they're 35 mental immaturity this is why the the wander franco case the guy that plays well played for the tampa bay rays superstar 21 years old still i believe and the thing came out during the like mid-season accusations that he was having sex having a relationship with an underage girl in the dominican where it is a very strict 18 to the point of there is no Romeo and Juliet law, because for a guy that's 21, I'm like, well, if this was happening, especially when he was 19, 20, even at 21, if you're talking like 16 and 21, I can see that as a, yeah. a very legitimate thing. Again, as you said, attracted to power. Well, everybody knew by the time this kid was mm-hmm. 16, he was a millionaire going to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. But this was a case in the Dominican Republic. If you were a boy that was 18 years old today on your birthday mm-hmm. and your girlfriend's birthday is the day after, but you screwed her on your birthday when she was still 17, you're going to jail, dude. Mm-hmm. Which, again, this is where a lot of the laws are like, uh, you got to have some kind of common sense bit added to it. Yeah. But when you see all these countries where the age of consent is still well, 14 didn't California and 15, just drop it to 14. I don't know. I mean, I know there are states that are under 18. I think Illinois is still at 17. I think California yeah. was 18. Indiana was less. They, yeah, they dropped it. I remember in the last few years, there was something that basically said um, you can have sex with anybody who's within like a five-year range of you. Or farm animals. Well, I mean, let's not talk about people in politics. <laughs> but, I mean, this is... A bizarre subject which is why it's popped up on a bunch of different shows that i've done because yeah. you talk about a story and everybody like the russell brand thing oh no she was 16 and it's like well that's legal there yeah yeah that is legal there. i mean really going down this list even more france 15 Plus, poland 15 as, come on as, as we all know women lie and uh, somebody who's 15 saying i'm 18 what do you i mean I mean, I check a driver's license, but most people well, don't check driver's to. licenses. You have to at this point. Yeah. And you have to have exactly. a copy of it. That way, if it goes bad, you're like, well, this is what she <laughs> yeah. showed me. Yep. Denmark, 15. And I saw the other day, Denmark, number one right now in mm-hmm. binge drinking. So there's, you could have sex. I thought they were the happiest country in the world. I, Wasn't that what we're told? Maybe it's because they could have sex at 15 and they binge drink. Yeah. <laughs> the 15 year olds are binge drinking. You're having a good time in Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah a very- and, uh, I I just think that it, this is a um, 
uh, our current attitudes are a hangover, leftover, whatever you want to call it, from the general Puritanism that's pervasive in the U.S. And it's it's something that um, comes from a good intention, but doesn't consider a lot of other factors. Well, and in the case of going after Elvis for something that happened in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I mean, there was, Mm -hmm. I will admit, a little bit creepy that even when he was reaching towards 40, there was another, like, 14-year-old girl that he was hanging Mm -hmm. out with. Yep. But, you know, rock stars. Creepy. I mean, it's, it's a, he's a famous dude who's on drugs constantly. You're true. You don't. What do you expect? I mean, I'm not saying it's not like creepy. It is creepy, but expected. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's like it's an expected thing. So why would you go and be shocked about it? Yeah, and I know we've mentioned it before. I mean, if you were to go back into the 1980s, Richards does drugs. What? (laughs) Such a surprise. (laughs) Those 80s hair bands, man. You know they were getting more underage pussy than. they didn't care what the age was. No, right now in South Korea, it's 20, the age of consent. No, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. We're, we probably have politicians pushing for that here. Vatican City is up to 18. Yeah, they changed it, but uh, it used to be 12. Bahrain, the highest at mm-hmm. 21. You know, I don't know why they even have an age of consent, because you can't have sex until you're married there. Well, see, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I guess, and you, although, okay, wait a minute. It's 21. So, what about all those, you know, arranged marriages at 16? Well, you're married and you can't have sex? Yeah, you have to wait. You have to wait five oh years. Oh, my God. You imagine if everyone had to wait five years to have sex after marriage? Man, your wife better be able to cook. Uh, I don't think there'd be any marriages longer than six years. And uh, those Australians, their age of consent still uh, at 16, which is where the yeah. Americans start. There may be, again, I don't know, different yeah. parts of Australia. But for going yeah. after Elvis, for liking those younger girls, I don't know. That seems uh, seems you still got something going on over there, Australia. What's going on, Dale? He'll yeah. Us I, well, I, I think Australian girls are uh, they grow up quick. Well, yeah. By 16, they can kill you in four, 14 different ways. You're thinking of the snakes, the spiders. They're out in the bush. (laughs) They're just, yeah, you don't want to mess with Australian girls. It's like country girls in the United States. You don't want to mess with uh, a young girl like that grew up in the, you know, desert somewhere. Uh Not Not in the big city. Not like Austin where everybody's soft where you are. Yeah. Softies here. Somewhere they can pull out a rifle and blow your nads off at 50 yards. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. you do not want to mess with those girls. Well, and, you know, a girl in uniform looks hot. Well, this is true. So you're willing to take that chance. Gene sees a hot Uh, police woman and he's like, can you tase me, baby? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember I dated a uh, chick that worked for the FDA and I was like, (laughs) this is where you uniform. the the uniform. What is the FDA uniform? How hot can that possibly be? Oh, it's like cop uniform. For the FDA, they're just like inspecting food. Why are they? they yeah, got, exactly. They carry around a billy club and some uh, handcuffs. That was just <laughs> after work, though. I'm guessing they, yeah, yeah, after work. No, they, they, they have effectively a police force. 
they're uh you know they can shut down the grocery store if they want to wow that's a lot of power man that's an amazing amount of power i'm like bring it on she's like bring me on that's right baby can you close down my grocery store so i can go in and shop unencumbered (laughs) (laughs) so if Uh you work for the fda i mean gene is looking for you well it was at the time i was a uh a um uh, a young clean shaven lad a, a hipaa auditor so it was great like we could threaten anybody it wouldn't that pretty much just be for things that were online i mean what would uh no no hipaa medical oh right but wouldn't that be i guess you're right you wouldn't be uh dude this is how i got awesome medical service for like 20 years threatening people by <clears throat> first time you talk to the doctor or whoever you know in the medical office uh and then the question was like, oh, well, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm a hip auditor. Boy, do they stiffen up. They just uh, start acting like they just graduated, graduated medical school. What drugs would you like, Mr. Nevduliev? Mm-hmm, pretty much. What services may we provide for you? It's, uh, would you like to take a nurse home for the weekend? Okay, that that's now you're getting into more of a, my fantasies than reality. But uh, hey, you, you could know. well. This is why you need to write that book. You could just the Peterman files. That's true. I do need to do that. Yeah the the it's very subtle too. It's funny because you know there that that would be literally the last of what I would say is like oh I'm a hippo auditor. But that would have lasting effects on the way that the doctor would uh, interact with me. Assuming they never checked your credentials, although you had them. Is this no, I, I have them. You can look them up. I was a HIPAA auditor. I'm certified and everything. You want to keep my information very secure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and take a look at how you store and handle information, shall we? Yeah. Well, that was when all of these things, uh, for me, really kind of, was was interesting were the doctors when the internet became a thing mm. routers became a thing because i remember the one day just sitting outside of a uh, previous eye doctor that i had's office and being able to access their computer systems yep. because you know they didn't realize this whole wi-fi thing might go out of the building mm-hmm. and you realize what kind of work has to be done for this kind of stuff to be kept secure and i always cringe because it still happens these nurses and the doctor's offices come in with a laptop it's like you know you could just wire up every room that way nobody with the device in or near the building can access your network now i'm hoping Mm -hmm. yeah you have strong protection on the the wi-fi but we know wi-fi protection up until recently anyway has not been all that good yeah and i i think right now there's devices hardware devices available that can pretty much get you into any wi-fi it's the beauty of it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's an annoyance of it is what it is i recently had to change my wi-fi password for the first time in like a decade well why uh because i just to potentially plug up a potential hole that uh that may have existed uh because uh uh i was recording um just two good old boys ah the show uh, you do with dude named ben named ben that show exactly and 
literally like an hour and 10 minutes into the show, uh, you know, I kept talking as usual, but uh, he's typing at me like, I can't hear you. The connection went down and then, and I checked my internet in general and uh, it wasn't working. There was no internet. So well, that would it, make sense. No internet yeah. means no show. That that was annoying, and it took me a whole day to get that isolated, and it it really turned out to be some kind of issue between my uh, wireless router and my actual internet. It's not a modem, but let's just call it a modem. Straight um, government tap. It yeah, it it was like my at best my speed was running at like thirty megs, and uh, that's and and I'm. I'm supposed to have a gig. Well, right now we have a round trip latency of between 40 and 50 milliseconds, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's not horrible. Not horrible. No, I mean, I've, I've had way worse on. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. usually that's going into California or Seattle or. Yeah. Parts unknown. We got to have got to have a nice fat pipe between here in Chi-Town. And yeah. Uh, Awesome. So I was thinking of upgrading my pipe too, because Google just keeps sending me junk mail like every week about, hey, you should get on Google Internet. And like, I, no. I really kind of, I don't want to because I don't want them spying and everything. Well, then you just um, run a VPN and everything, yeah, although that exactly. slows things a little bit, but not. But much I, I gotta anymore. say, their pricing is pretty damn good. Um, they've got right now. So I'm on a gig right now through AT&T and the gig on Google is about the same price, but Google's got two gigs for like 105 bucks. Is this asynchronous? This is a fiber synchronous. So gig up, gig down or two gigs up, two gigs down. Nice. And then they've got five gigs for 145 bucks. And you're like, what do you need that pipe for? I'm like, I need that. <laughs> this will make my video gaming way better. Yeah. And I don't need it for the speed. I need it for the ping. And that's the interesting thing. I know there's something that Xfinity is doing. I'm guessing maybe other cable networks as well. Mm-hmm. That they are kind of shifting their focus. And it may be Xfinity doing this to be first in the market because as you're talking about the speed race. A lot of people have one, two, multiple gigs down if you want to pay for yeah. it. Yeah. And Xfinity, from what I was reading, was like, well, that's great. But if you have the biggest pipe, but high latency, then right. you're not getting the best if you're a video gamer or doing video mm-hmm. conferencing and all of that. So they were kind of focusing on the latency aspect of it. I don't know yep. how or what they can do, but there are low latency tests going on with certain Hmm. people and it'll be interesting to see if they can, if they can increase that because it's funny. You notice that every now and then on on no agenda, they were just talking about Zelensky zooming in to wherever he was talking to the UN. I think it was. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, there was almost no latency. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is something you have to watch out for. He's not in Ukraine. That's why. Right. He's in the next room. Yeah. In a screen screen studio. Exactly. So it's like, yes, you have to pay attention to these things. Yeah. And latency is a combination of a whole bunch of things. Um, Some of them are delays due to equipment processing the packets. Some of them are due to length of wire um, or, 
you know, converting between fiber and back to copper and back to fiber and all these things. Uh, but there's a certainly an element of latency that you get from the, um, the speed of the connection itself and also from the congestion of the connection. And anybody can do this test is uh, start doing a continuous ping to something and then uh, do a speed test at the same time or just download, in your case, a new movie. Right. And you will see that the, your, your speed of pings, your latency, will increase significantly as the pipe gets more and more congested because now there's actually a delay that's that's stemming from packets having to wait those ping packets which are tiny having to wait until those uh large data transfers that is your movie download um are coming through as well so they have to fit in between those and that increases the latency so really the faster your potential connection the less you have to worry about a change in latency due to a download but then there's also just the latency of the overall speed even with no congestion because the the faster the connection the less the the less it delays uh that packet from coming through just by itself it now that's going to be a, a much smaller impact on the overall latency but it's still there it's interesting. This was where the quality of service settings and the routers that were able to mm-hmm. um, prioritize traffic. Yep. It was a big thing. Now it's like, I don't even worry about that. Cause once you get up to a gigabit mm-hmm. down, I mean, you can still prioritize things, Yeah, but it's not really as big of a difference as uh, the prioritization never made any difference once it leaves your router, because correct. most networks outside just ignore those flags. Correct. Um, it's basically just trying to leave enough of a pipe open for like if you're doing audio calls, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, hey, I always want to leave at least a couple of megabits. Uh, so that way, if if I get a call, that'll come through rather than saturating that pipe. But it's been a long time since I've been able to saturate the pipe downloading mm-hmm. things. Oh, I saturate my pipes all the time. <laughs> well, there's a show opener. All right. That's what my, my heart doctor says anyway. Yeah, you got to keep uh, those clean, man. You got to saturate those pipes. Yeah, I, so I had my physical and my doc's like, hey, you, you need to go to your uh, uh, cardiologist here. You haven't been in a while. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, every time I go, I have to do a stress test. I hate that shit. You're like, every time I go, they tell me that I'm going to die in six Well, they, they try and kill me is what that happens. It's not even <laughs> going to tell me I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. They, every time I go, they try and make it happen sooner in their office they want to give you the old well yeah they want you up on a treadmill running mm-hmm. like how long okay can you go? just tra- go a little bit a little bit faster uh-huh yeah we just got these wires attached to you don't worry about it uh-huh. yeah you're, you seem like you're sweating a little bit you okay we're gonna speed this up another few uh-huh. miles an hour we're gonna tilt the angle a little more here right yeah get ready for that you're gonna be perfectly uh-huh. fine nothing to worry about yeah just five more minutes right very few people <laughs> fly off of this thing uh-huh that beard could get caught man that would be oh, bad could. that would be horrible that's right it's like getting beard caught in an escalator yeah i mean when it's dragging on the floor it's definitely a potential you got to uh keep a sharp knife with you just in case yeah or something they're like go to the cardiologist you're like well no he's only going to give me bad news mm-hmm. the, otherwise everything looking good you didn't have any uh, red flags lose weight <laughs> that's the doctor's uh 
that is the doctor's way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I would if only the fucking insurance would cover the drug that makes me lose weight. Oh, so you want one of these evil drugs that they just They're inject not evil. you They're with? Good for you. You want the little Ozempic or the yeah. Death so I did bound? Ozempic for two months and I lost like fifteen pounds. And what happened after you stopped it? The insurance didn't pay for it. Oh, those bastards! Twelve hundred bucks a month. We may have talked about that at the time because the only other probably person- did because I bitch about that, <laughs> which makes sense, but. Uh, it's a weird drug, right? I mean, Tony Stewart, the NASCAR racing, now uh, drag racing legend, mm-hmm. talked about using it. And he's like, you know, they injected me with this shit. Mm-hmm. And like 24, 48 hours later, whatever it was, he's like, man, I've got a headache. And then I realized I haven't eaten in like 48 hours and I still wasn't yeah. hungry. Yeah. It's like, that's a weird. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's it's really not. A, it it's totally natural i mean that's the thing it's not really a drug it's what it is is it's just like insulin which is to say it's a a man-made version of chemicals that your body produces naturally which is this is where it started right as a diabetic drug yeah 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 yeah. and uh so it's been in uh trials for many years it was approved for use with um uh for diabetics because it does uh what's what makes it good is it actually has two different god i'm forgetting the name of these things but it's they're not drugs they're something else and insulin is one of those something else's anyway so if somebody wants to look up like what is insulin what type of chemical it is or whatever it'll probably say but anyway it it puts into a larger quantity two things into your body one of which controls the speed with which your stomach uh releases carbohydrates into your blood it is a hormone Uh, it's not a hormone it's a different different word i don't know the cleveland clinic says insulin is an essential hormone well yes but there's another word for it that i'm thinking of um that's a whole category of things, including hormones. Everybody read Gene's mind on today's yeah, it, I'm, I'm really focusing hard, people. Come on. There's got to be at least one person here that can read my mind. Are you imagining a red triangle? Yes. Damn, and uh, <laughs> it's that easy. Uh, and um, peptides. That's what I was imagining. So it's a it, hormone or uh, insulin is a peptide. And uh, the two things in uh, Zempic are peptides. And so one of them controls the release of um, carbohydrates uh, from the stomach. The other one controls the, um, what was the other one? It was the, I can't remember. Oh boy. You need some more tea. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know. I need to drink some more tea and get my memory back. Uh, but it's maybe it's controlling the uh, the the feeling that of your brain thinking you're full. That sounds that sounds right. Well, it's like but, you're not getting the your re, the receptors that would normally be like hungry, hungry, hungry are like oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I think that is what it is. But the, that's the main difference is that Ozempic has both of those and other drugs just have one or the other 
so either they just make you feel like you're full or they just release the the sugars into your bloodstream slower yeah our friends um, over at no agenda we're just talking about the new one with the two going after the two receptors they were very well, negative on it so you could give them the i'm scoop. sure they're yeah they 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 can be negative about a lot of things i've actually got personal experience with this shit well there you go that's why so. they need the sir gene experience they need mm-hmm. the knowledge hidden under that beard everybody needs the beard knowledge yes exactly yeah yeah and it, it, the the thing is and this is why the insurance doesn't cover it is because people that just want to lose weight and don't have diabetes have figured out that these things work for them as well and you're like get diabetes and the, they've gotten a lot of doctors prescribing this shit off uh off ticket or off whatever yes off label off, off label and uh the insurance companies are like well fuck that we're not gonna cover it for anybody and so those of us actually are diabetics are like well fucking a that's bullshit you need the drugs i i will say this is probably as was one of the first drugs that absolutely worked for me that's diabetes related because uh, most of the drugs they're you know they've got some some benefits some positive effect but not anywhere near where you can where you know you read what they're supposed to do but gene really wouldn't you rather die than to give money to a big pharmaceutical company yeah that's why i'm not buying it i'm waiting for insurance (laughs) to give the money and you're afraid of the cardiologist but you can do your ekgs at home do you do echoes at home too do you have a machine that you can you can do your own echocardiogram you'd be fun at parties if you had your own echo machine um i mean i have watches that do that but yeah well, not no, the echocardiogram I, oh oh the echocardiogram yeah that would be fun you could buy them i've seen those for sale on uh, alibaba <laughs> i'm sure the yeah. best of all quality they're really not that hard they're it's just a literally the same shit the doctors buy dude where do you think they get them off of alibaba right yeah pretty much when you're looking I, at it actually like, i thought about um getting some medical gear for the house uh because it's fun to play with well don't you have like your own hospital room set up with the full I, hospital bed I, yeah i have a bariatric chamber with oxygen pure right? oxygen you yeah. gotta have that yep but you need all of the machines yeah and and uh yeah i, I don't know i i probably should get some of that stuff that's true. You know, or just go to the cardiologist or go to well so i'm more likely to probably buy it than go to the cardiologist. <laughs> Right. Well, now, see, it's all going to be telemedicine. Yeah. And a lot of people are down on the. I'm okay with telemedicine. Uh, As long as they have a. As long as they don't rush through it. Yeah. The concept that it's a bad thing. Yeah. It really depends on the quality of service and their ability to. There's a lot of things, one, they may miss but Mm -hmm. where telemedicine fits in for me if you're having some symptoms you're unaware of what or why or what the severity of what you may have is talking to a medical professional before you walk into a hospital or your doctor's office because usually it takes time to get an appointment with doctors that are you know the exact guy you want to see is probably not going to be two minutes after you want to see him Mm -hmm. 
I think it's a pretty decent way to help people who just need a quick answer. Now, I'm guessing a lot of Mm -hmm. telemedicine visits turn uh, very quickly to, yeah, you need to go to the ER or you need to get in so somebody can do XYZ test on you. Yeah, I think some of them do. Um, Now, where your telemedicine, see, what you want is telemedicine where your blood pressure machine, your echo machine, your EKG mm-hmm. machine, everything's hooked up to your computer and they can just do all the tests while you sit there and talk to them. Uh, I'd prefer that I do the tests before I talk to them. Well, then you'd have the results, which makes sense. Yeah, Cause that's, that's, I would rather have the uh, intelligent questions than to just do nothing. Mr. Neftuliev, grab your testicles, turn your head and cough, please. Mm-hmm, exactly. Now that that's preferable to, you know, bend over and you might feel something cold you uh, might not who knows <laughs> <laughs> you, uh-huh. you might you might not it's really a guessing game at that I, point yeah it, it's that now a lot of my friends have gone to concierge medicine i'm not ready to pull that financial trigger but uh it sure feels like more and more people are doing it well it's because the medical system ever since the great Barack Obama said, you'll be able to keep your doctor. Yeah. The whole system has kind of went to crap. So yeah, if it's you, been going to crap for a long time. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't want to deny Obama any credit. I but, think it accelerated but, around that yeah. point, though. Yeah. But and, and for people that don't know, so concierge medicine is what used to be called medicine. Right. right. It is is literally where the doctor comes to your house. Your appointments happen on your time and on your location rather than on theirs. And the way the concierge medicine works is they don't take insurance. So you, you pay for everything completely 100%, but you get the medical experience that your grandparents had, which is to say a good one. Yes. You're in more control. The doctors feel less like they're getting screwed. Mm-hmm. And as much as people want to hate big pharma, there's a lot of good doctors out there who are having their hands tied by needless regulations. Oh yeah. I was talking to my doctor about this just recently and uh, he was bitching about how um, one of the insurance companies can't remember which one, like they haven't raised his rates in three years, how much they're paying him for procedures. But meanwhile, they've raised the premiums by 20% a year, every year for those three years. Well, yeah, bookkeeping costs way more now that everything's oh, digital. Oh, yeah. That's because that's supposed to be all it is, right? They're just paying, offsetting the costs of doing uh, the administrative work. But they're, the insurance company is making more than the doctor on the appointments. I do have a uh, computer-related digital question. I had all of the no-agenda artwork that I've created over the years in a folder. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was on the same drive that all of the podcasts get saved to. So Mm -hmm. it was getting like, well, I need to move some things around. Mm -hmm. And I remember moving that art folder somewhere. I can't find it. Okay. And I went in to, because I'm like, well, let's see the uh, windows Explorer replacement that I use 100% of the time directory opus. Mm -hmm. It has a logging feature. Where it shows moved, deleted, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. No record. 
<laughs> literally, huh. it's literally like the shit disappeared. And uh, I did the usual uh, search first mm-hmm. for the folder name. And that showed nothing across every drive that was attached to my computer. Mm. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe something got borked. So I did a search for Photoshop documents. Nothing. It's like it all has disappeared. And you don't have a backup on your NAS? I do not back that up. And it's not a big deal. Right. It's not a big deal. It's not like I go back to the artwork I created five years ago. It was just, it Mm -hmm. was an archive and it was sitting there. But it's just really weird because I like, I know I moved it mm-hmm. to gather space. So it's not like it just disappeared out of the blue. And I'm like, what happened? It's like, I am 99.999% sure I moved it somewhere. But there is no record of the move. And it just seemingly has uh, disappeared. Hmm. Yeah, I that sucks. I think I've had similar things happen. And I just eventually give up and go, well, that sucks. Yes, it's gone. Move on. Nobody knows why. Maybe instead of copy, I hit delete yeah. forever. <clears throat> and I, I, I'm have very mixed feelings about this. But honestly, this is why I use Dropbox more and more. Well, because it's it, always there. Yeah, and somebody else is in charge of making sure that the shit keeps working, and instead of me forgetting to replace a drive in an ass. That makes sense. But again, I know I moved it. So unless yeah, I moved, you probably it onto you, what probably happened is. You thought you did move. You actually did delete. Possible. Or I put it on a drive. The dialogue box looks the same. Yeah. Well, it's everything's kind of the same. Are you sure? Yeah. I want to move that shit. Yes. In the trash. (laughs) So have you checked the trash? Yes, I did. Okay. And see, that's the other thing. Directory Opus shows you Mm -hmm. everything that's been deleted. And it's like not there. It's just not in the log. Yeah. It's kind of like an alien came down and, and just made everything go. But just more likely that a blind man clicked the wrong button. Also very true. <laughs> also very true. Something went poorly at that point. And, there you go, uh, kids. There's your bingo card for Gene making fun of Darren's blindness. At least it wasn't something I would ever need again when it comes down to it. But we <laughs> should you know. we should read this anonymous boostergram for uh, 10,000 Satoshis that we know came. Oh, from I CSB. wonder who it's from. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's find out. Dear yeah. comrades, please tell your audience to visit www.csb.lol for my cartoons. Yo, CSB. Well, see, this is nice. Normally, when he came in with the 14,000 Satoshis, mm-hmm. it would be like for my cartoons with baboons, hey, Russian mm-hmm. evil guy and Irish mm-hmm. dude. So he, as he shortens the message, he shortens the amount of Satoshis that come with it. Yeah, well, I just like the fact that he, he donates money to other shows. Yes. And mentions us. I'd love that on Curry and the Keeper. And then I called it fake news when they said, Tina, I'm very nice that she was excited to that you were having an impending visit. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. nobody's excited. Sir Gene is coming out. <laughs> Nobody. No, they're just like, nope, that's they're batting <sighs> down the hatches. They're kind of thinking of how, how they can uh, make it look like nobody's living in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wrong address, Gene. Wrong address exactly although i mean if you're, well, if you're gonna roll excited up, the the impending visit is in 2026 wow they don't want to see you until 2026 uh they have a full schedule you know ever since they they got on the whole religion train they're pretty busy you're three years out huh mm-hmm. well that's plenty of time for you to pick up a nice case of wine ah uh, it's true yeah although i could do that on the way to their house literally it's wine country <laughs> 
I mean, were you going to show up? It depends. If, do you show up with one bottle or a Magnum? That may depend on moving up that date. How many people? <laughs> how many people do you think live there that you're going to bring a Magnum? It depends how big the party is going to be, Gene. Uh, yeah. yeah, it depends yeah. how much you're showing that you really appreciate mm-hmm. your hosts. Yes. I mean, I think everybody should at least bring a Magnum, right? Is that how that works in Chicago land? <laughs> yeah, but everybody, it's a different kind of Magnum. Hey, yo. <laughs> Oh, there bears. Was, there was not bears. There was a video somebody posted on No Agenda Social. And it was just sad. Mm-hmm. It was body cam. And it was a combination of body cam from two cops and a street view from a security camera. Mm-hmm. They got a call. Somebody got a gun. I know, big surprise. Chicago, somebody got a gun. Mm-hmm. And the it's a it's a dude cop and a female cop. Mm-hmm. And they get out in the dude cop to this female suspect who is walking away back to them like, hey, stop, show me your hands. Mm-hmm. And the person turns around with a gun and starts shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, welcome to Chicago. This is what you get. Yeah. Now, that's not a surprise. The both cops run to take cover, which is what you usually would do if somebody's shooting at you. Yeah. But the female officer does not know what she's doing. She limp wrists that gun jams and she doesn't know how to unjam the gun. Oh my God. And this watching, like this was the worst part of the whole thing. And the guy that was doing the video pointed out, it's like at one point, the gun's pointing at her partner, the other it's pointing at her hand. She's trying Mm -hmm. to do, she can't figure out how to unjam Mm -hmm. the pistol. And he's this, I guess was an ex cop, or at least he went through the training and yeah. he's like, they go through this. They tell you what to do. You, you first, you release the magazine, and uh, mm-hmm. and she wasn't. I mean, it was just a such panic mode, and you wonder. And I know it's going to be a very racist thing to say, but by her hands, you could tell she was an African American female. It's mm-hmm. like, w- were you hired just for a diversity thing? It's like, how do you not have the training? Mm-hmm. Yep, to be on the streets of well, Chicago, well, we have it, to have more females. We have to. Ha- you know, it's like. I would say the the more interesting bit there is that the male didn't do that as well, right? Probably because uh, the the well known secret, the hardly secret secret, is that police are notorious for not knowing how to use guns, and they will do as little shooting as they can get away with. Which means in most departments, they will shoot a total of one box a year. That's it. Now, you may have cops using their guns more in cities like Chicago or New York because they're getting shot at. Right. Well, but, yes. If you were to, if you were a cop in a suburban area or yeah, out in a, you know, in a in a small town, very little chance yeah. you're going to have to pull that gun. Yeah, and and so this is this is something to keep in mind if you want a brand new quality Glock. It's really easy to get one by buying a police uh, used gun. You've barely fired. They're yeah, they're literally often they they've been fired for a couple of boxes, you know, a couple hundred rounds, and they have more wear on the slide because every night when the cop gets home, he takes the gun out of the holster, puts it on the bedstand, 
Then in the morning, takes it off there, puts it into the holster. They have more wear on the outside of the slide than they do inside the barrel. Uh, so sad. It, it's, but it's true. And you can typically get one of those cop Glocks for about 400 bucks or less. And the new value of that gun is about 650. Um, so for most used guns that don't come from a cop, you will have had thousands of rounds shot through it if it makes it to the used market. Right, the people guns, are buying those for different reasons. They're taking them and enjoying shooting every week or whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and most departments won't pay for ammo beyond one box a year for cops. And the cops, uh, well, not all. I mean, I'm sure there's some cops that enjoy shooting, but most cops will not buy ammo for their own money to go practice shooting with at all. So whatever they may have or may not have learned at the police academy doesn't mean it's going to translate into practical usage at any point in time. And now you really have to do those drills and get, get really your hands used to doing them without your brain even thinking. Correct. Now I'm thinking if this cop is going to stay on the job, the next time she's going to know what to do and how to do it. Probably not. Oh, I mean, I mean really once you're in a situation job, where somebody is shooting at you and you're unable to unjam your gun, there can't be a worse feeling than that. It's got to be a pretty bad feeling. I mean, it's yeah, I would imagine. Like, well, somebody's. I mean, luckily, the suspect was running away and not trying to, you know, blow the cops away. But I'm surprised she didn't just decide to throw her gun at the bad guy. Right. This is what you do. That's in the movies anyway. Yeah. In the movies, that's always what happens and you hit him exactly in the right spot right in the, the head the person right falls the down yeah <laughs> it all everything just works out from that point mm-hmm. that's not chicago but it's like this yeah. is why you know again like doctors cops there are good ones and there are bad ones but yeah for the cops that are good that are just out there trying to do their job walking up to a female walking down the street and just saying hey can you stop and show me your hands and the next thing you know you're being shot at there is no easy day mm-hmm. because that could happen at any time. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. understand how you don't have the, especially the men and women who have served overseas and went through wartime. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you ever get over that. I mean, it's once it happens to you, once you see it, there's no getting around that. That's got to stick you get with shot you. At? Yeah. Well, once you get shot at, yeah. once, you're like, <laughs> it like happens all the time. I mean, not all the time. I've been shot at. It, it happens. Yeah, obviously, um, you probably hit, that was after the weight dr- loss drug, though, so it was harder to hit you. <laughs> yeah. Smaller uh-huh. target. No, I got hit once. Whoa, where'd you get hit? In the arm. No, I meant like where though. Where were you? Uh, what? What? Can you talk about what country you were in? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just. It, it's. It probably is long enough. I mean, this was years ago. This is in the early 90s. This when you were in your drug running phase for the CIA? Extend the conversation. Oh, sorry. Um, So I don't know. I mean, it's long ago. I I don't really remember the specific details of who I was working for, what country it was. But um, it is a little bit of a surreal feeling because it's unexpected when it happens. Right. And you're just like, damn. Yeah. They shot me. But I can't, and it, you know, like everything else, you don't really realize what happened until quite a bit afterwards, because in the moment, 
the adrenaline just turns on instantly. That's your body fighting back. Yeah, but adrenaline's the, pretty cool thing. <laughs> until it wears down, and you're like, oh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a problem here. Yeah, the the, the uh, when we go back down off of adrenaline, you definitely feel it. But you didn't have that uh, afterwards, like, wow, if that was only uh, eight inches this way. Or- no, no, it's a, no, it, and it, it's it wasn't anything serious. It didn't like go into my arm. It, but you just got I had, basically. I had a a burn on my arm from a, a some shrapnel that that grazed me. You're like, what is that? Oh, yeah, sir, you've been shot. Well, no, I knew what it was, but <laughs> it was a. Uh, <clears throat> it was a angry ex-wife no 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 it's actually asian dudes it's always the asian dudes yeah i know i know speaking of guns you know i can't remember which shooting this was for but i remember a big story that was out maybe four years ago in new york about some shooting where the cops um were shooting back at a, at a shooter and they had uh found that the cops across all of them that were present had shot a total of like 162 rounds and there were no injuries on the perp. (laughs) That's not a good percentage. It's, that's a lot of ammunition missing. And, uh, you know, your first rule of handling guns is don't ever point a weapon at anything. You're not willing to, uh, hit to kill yeah so i gotta i gotta wonder how many stray cats and people having holes in their walls all of a sudden bullet holes how much of that happened with all those misses because if they're not hitting the perp they're they're hitting something you know the bullet's not going to stop by itself in the city like new york it's not like middle of texas where the bullet can fly for a mile right so yeah that's the bullets are going somewhere and that is a lot of stray bullets for an urban area exactly which is why you know you would hope that the people that are policing the urban areas are uh, putting the bullets where they want them to go Mm -hmm. and it's not i mean i don't know if it ever was like the old west because there were gunslingers there's no question i mean they're very popular in the movies and tv Mm -hmm. But we yeah. know they actually existed. You know, I've been watching The Rifleman. Oh, the classic. Yeah, Chuck Connors. Some really good writing when it comes down to it. And I don't remember watching many of them as a kid. So it's all new mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's the guy, Lucas McCain, the man with the rifle that can, you know, at however many yards, put five slugs right where he wants them. Right. Well, obviously, we need more police like that. We need uh, more. When they talk about gun control, it's like that's the kind of gun control we need. People to be able yeah. to Yeah, except we don't need police. We need more citizens armed. Well, of course we do. Of course we yeah. do. I mean, it just makes sense because there's so only so many police. Gun. What was that? I'm sorry. I talked I over said it. I I know. I picked up a new gun yesterday. Oh. I mean, did yeah. you did you pay for it or did you uh just... I did. I paid for it. Is it a pretty gun? Is it a functional it is gun? A very, it is a pretty gun. Yes. Uh, so solid steel I, cast. What this the? is, this is how I'm going to be made fun of. I know because I've already been, um, is it a Kimber? So I bought, it's not a Kimber. I bought a pistol 
to match one of my shotguns. Uh, and I'm still looking for a rifle to match both those, but it is an all white pistol. I don't understand. It's, it's the color white. The pistol is the pistol is white. Yes. So like some composite material. No, it's just painted white. Okay. So painted. Yeah. It's Cerakote, but it's, it's extremely unusual because it is stupid to make a white pistol because it's going to get dirty the first time you use it. Right. But I really like the way it looks. But are you ever going to shoot it? No. So really, it doesn't have to be functional at all. It doesn't. I mean, it, it should be functional just in case. But it will not be shot in a planned manner. If it gets shot, Things have gone really I've run poorly. out of all the black guns. <laughs> Things have gone really poorly. And uh-huh. You're like, I, okay, I, I guess. I. But I just love the way that it looks. It's like, a, I, and I have a white shotgun as well. And in fact, it's a bullpup shotgun. Uh, it's a Russian one. And uh, it's from the, um, uh, the, the Finnish Border Patrol area. And so it's, you know, all their guns are white because of the snow. And so I, I found this pistol that matches that. And, uh, now I just need to find a white, uh, AK 47 and I'll be all set. Is the manufacturer putting this out or was this a customized piece? No, no, no. It was manufactured. I mean, I could literally just, you know, pay to get that done on, on a gun, but I'm too cheap for that. Right, because I, I, I think just I looked for one that was already manufactured like that. I may have mentioned before I've got a buddy, the guy that's done our taxes forever, has known my parents since uh, you know the fifties. Mm-hmm. Has a company that does coatings that has worked with everybody from uh, Kimber Guns down to Gillette mm-hmm. and all these things. Wow! And, and he was just. I mean, it sounded like the greatest thing ever because when they were working with Kimber Guns, they're like, hey, we want a, uh, you know, we want a coating that we can use on the inside of the barrels that, mm. you know, you'll have X amount of wear after X amount of shots. And I'm like, mm. well, how do you test that? <laughs> well, there's only one way. Right. You got to shoot them. But there are amazing things you can do now. And that's it's the same thing, like taking this. uh microphone and dipping it and making it gold like rush limbaugh yeah. yeah 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 to be able exactly. to uh to be able to take the gun and just dip it and make it any color inside mm-hmm. or out and the the way to do this is not that hard anymore mm-hmm. i mean the material is very expensive and if you don't do it right it's not going to stick but if you know what you're doing yeah oh that is a you know what that looks like something a stormtrooper would carry gene he's yeah, showing photos exactly uh, yeah it's black and white Exactly. Yeah, I'll post it on No Agenda Social. But that really, uh, the rifle looks like if the stormtroopers in a Star Wars movie were carrying those, I'd be like, well, yeah. of course that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a shotgun, but yeah. But I want okay. Now I want to see you in a stormtrooper outfit without <laughs> the head on, of course, because that would ruin it. Uh-huh. But I want uh-huh. to see you in a full stormtrooper outfit, beard going down the front. AI can do this, CSP. So we get Gene. AI could totally do it because I I don't know how long it would take to order a three X stormtrooper outfit. Well, wait, order? You don't have one? No, I definitely do not. That I'm kind of surprised. I am not a cosplay person at all. That I am kind of surprised. I thought for sure you would be. No, no, no full stormtrooper that didn't you know that way you can then get no. the you can buy an imperial craft in uh, star citizen and then jump aboard 
Stark Citizen. Isn't yeah. that what it's called? Stark Citizen? Uh, uh, no, no, it's called Star Citizen. I'm glad you brought it up because the annual uh, spaceship show is about to start. <laughs> it's where they, they have, it's like a car show, basically, except with spaceships. <laughs> except and it's, so for, they're for not period real. Of, yes, they are. For a period of their real money, no, for a period of true. 10 days, uh, there'll be different manufacturers of starships displaying their uh, their spaceships, both new and old spaceships, at the event. So anybody that doesn't play Star Citizen but would like to, because you have, you know, you you're got bored with crypto and you don't do Tamagotchis anymore, you need a hobby that costs money. Right. And this is the perfect hobby that costs money. There's still um, because, plenty of time to get in before yeah, the game and, gets to you can, you can get in on some of the limited time spaceships that are for sale. How many people are dead since they bought a spaceship and like, this game's going to be in beta any more day and now. more, <laughs> more and more. I sent you, in fact, I sent you a, a funny video last night. You probably haven't seen it yet, uh, which is taking the, uh, they, they had just had like a month ago, they had a, a live in-person event for that game you know most games have these where a bunch of fans get together with the manufacturers providing you know insights into their current work and then just right. a way to schmooze with other fans well yeah there are cons for i don't like those now. things there i think they're kind of annoying because there's too many lines and you know you end up having to wait for other people's stupid questions to get answered and really i want to know how many hot 23 year old chicks are there at a star citizen well that depends on whether you like blue hair or not i do not okay zero okay that's it if it if that's if they're hot the ones that are that would qualify as hot young chicks they all have blue hair okay good to know for sure yeah yeah yeah. um but amazingly there's quite a few middle-aged men well that is not a surprise That much is not a surprise, except yes. the surprising thing is they all left their basements and went to they did. a conference hall somewhere. Yeah. And it was in L.A., I think. Oh, so the, they're all white pasty guys. They're like, eh, son. Yes, they're all white pasty six foot something guys with glasses. Oh, I'd fit right in then. <laughs> they're right there. You can watch the videos of them. But anyway, the the virtual event, which is the spaceship show. I'm a lot more interested in than the actual physical in-person event. Well, what do I want to be around a bunch of 20 guys for? Right. And you're not buying spaceships. Right. So I'd rather be at the virtual show where you're walking around as your character and then you're buying spaceships. Walking around as your character. That almost sounds like cosplay, mm-hmm. except it's just virtual. Well, I mean, it's not really cosplay because you're not pretending to be something or dressed as somebody. You're just in the video game. That makes avatar yes yeah you're living in that new world we like to call the interwebs yes for the people that don't understand things correct and um so there there is a discount code on spaceships that you can use that is available on uh all of the uh, episodes show notes of um just a good old boys sir gene speaks and I think I sent it to you at one point, but I don't think you have it enlisted in every single episode. No reason for this it. This is as close as a, a sponsorship as we have on Unrelenting. 
uh, well, the sponsorship part would be come from, and if you play the game and you'd like to have a better ship, buy it directly from me because I'm your friendly neighborhood uh, ship seller for real money. Well, yes, as long as it's for real money, Gene is in. Yeah. Uh-huh. And do I get a yeah. cut? I mean, if we sell some ships in the unrelenting spaceship store? No, that just pays for the electricity to run my microphone. Damn it. Uh-huh. I know we have. Well, it's links. funny you ask that, given how much money you've stolen from me over the years. Hey, every I don't know how many episodes, <laughs> but it's uh, the last one. It's there. So it's been there for a while by Gene Spaceships, which is mm-hmm. star dash hanger dot com slash shop slash origin dash used dash vehicles. That's uh, it's it's the shortest domain we could possibly come up with. I guess very much so. Yeah. And then there's also a link for Gene's ponchos and joining yeah. Gene's video game slash cult, which I think there was also slash cult. Yes, that's uh <laughs> that's the way it's been in the listing for unrelenting for years okay. now it appears. Perfect. Perfect. Uh so yeah, it's it is it's a fun game. They they've done quite a bit this year. So there is more stuff that's come out. Last year was very depressing because a lot of people were thinking Oh my God, I think it's a scam because you're paying money and nothing comes out. This year seems to be better than that. I'm still looking at the uh, poncho here on Amazon. Oh, yeah. 100% Mylar kids, $11.69, a three pack. And right mm-hmm. now they're sold by Yukon Supply shipping from Amazon and you can return yep. them until January 31st. Don't so this, return them. This is the best Christmas. You know gift. how returns work on those things? Yeah. They ship them back to Amazon and they take the money from you and then the product gets thrown out. Correct. That is exactly how returning works. I don't get the products back. Nope. <laughs> so. No, they actually, Amazon will just take my money back and then they will put the product into an Amazon. Uh, what do they call those things? Pallet, the full of garbage. Question box or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Basically the, here, buy a whole bunch of returns for 400 bucks buy a whole pallet for it maybe you'll get you something get that lucky. works maybe you'll get something that doesn't work yeah and usually it's mostly stuff that doesn't work but yeah but i mean here's the beautiful thing these ponchos are all individually wrapped they come in a pack of three they do so for 11.69 yeah it's under, super four, cheap. under four dollars a piece you can break the box and just give everybody yeah. a four dollar yeah, yeah. poncho yeah, I'm, and I'm, I literally lose money in every one, so it's a good deal. <laughs> this is where you want to go. It's like Gene will lose money. Mm-hmm. You will have a quality Mylar poncho. Yep. You could have given these away for Halloween. People show up at your house. I know, right? Hey, you want something orange? Yeah. Here's a poncho. Uh-huh. If you're going out to egg your friend's house, well, here's the price a great- of candy these days. That's not too far off. No, um, it's not. No, they, I, I mean, mean, what they've been doing, it looks like, is just reducing the candy down every oh, yeah. year. Where they're now, they're like half ounce candies. Yeah, my mom was complaining about that. It's like it's now it's like one bite of a Snickers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went from just like a short Snickers uh-huh. to a little square of a sticker, a Snicker, uh-huh. down to a one bite of a Snicker. Yeah, I remember how the little chocolates used to be in a box. Well, that's what the candies mm-hmm. are now, like a one mm-hmm. morsel. And maybe that's better, except all that plastic has to be a waste yeah. uh, you know for just wrapping these things up there has to be more money almost in the wrapping and packaging what happens in the gold days when you just get apples well yeah people start sticking razor blades and uh nobody ever did that that's a, that's an old wife's tale needles they've been putting garbage in them <sighs> you don't want it man it's gonna be bad that's why i always like putting them. garbage in there are the farmers the uh 
on the Halloween I used to like, there was a guy that worked for Royal Crown Cola. Uh-huh. And he used to just give away cans of RC. So that was always the house you wanted to yeah. hit at least a couple of times. I, I drank a lot of that shit, man, back in the day. It's delightful. I mean, it you can't drink best. it now, but. No. Now you Definitely realize not. it's like once you hit like 40, the sugar just starts being evil. So enjoy mm-hmm. it while you can. Well, you know, it was great, wasn't it? When you were like, you know, high school, college, and you could just. Dude, pound. I probably lived the summer on, on basically like food from a vending machine and uh rc cola yes cotton gin says soda is bad for you that's the understatement yeah, of the uh of the troll room exactly but with yeah, college don't, don't, man don't do soda kids but no well you can when you're Drugs in college you could just live on that you could just pound can after well, can i, and I lived on that before college i lived on that when i was like in grade school and and the junior high school oh and I, high school i brought like a uh a six pack of Coke with me every day to school. Like that was your lunch. Uh, no, that wasn't the lunch. That was my drink. Was it in your Dukes of Hazard lunchbox? I used to make a lot of money in, in high school selling candy. Hey, now. Because I figured out that, that they do these um, like sports team candy sales bullshit things. Right. And I was like, well, that's stupid. I mean, first of all, they're not year round. Second of all, they're the money is going to the school. So I just started doing it year round for myself. So I was like the candy man. Gene, the candy man, Neptuliev. Yeah. The problem is I ate a lot of my profits. <laughs> yeah. When you're like, wait a minute, I brought any resemblance to bar. Cartman is purely incidental. Uh huh. That, that explains how we got to that point. Uh-huh. You open yeah, up your much. locker. That's nothing but an assortment of candies. Pretty much. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, what do you, which, which kind do you want? I'll see how many of those I got. Yeah, like, what I can I get for those. you? This was mm-hmm. back in the day before they had like the, the ability or the schools just didn't have the vending machines. Then I think they do now. No, they definitely did not have vending machines. And the food was God awful. Yes. They, these oh days, I think they have like McDonald's in high schools. Well, yeah, they have different. I know the high school that I went to now has the lunches and stuff furnished by a restaurant that is right down the street from where I grew up, which is a decent restaurant. I'm like, I remember the pizza in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. was completely in plastic. I don't even know how this Mm -hmm. existed. And you had to like peel it out of the plastic and it was horrible. I remember the pizza was square. Yes. Yeah. In plastic. Yeah. And when I think our schools took the plastic off for us. Well, that would seem better for our yeah, to like stick yeah, it in went a, to a fancy school. They took the plastic <laughs> off. Yeah, there you go. I'll, you're, I'll, you're kept it off. Uh-huh. You hoity toity son of a bitch. That's right. Uh-huh. They took the plastic off for you. No, this explains right. a lot. <laughs> this explains a lot. The food was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was absolutely the worst possible food you can get. Now it's like, and, would you like some filet mignon, sir? Oh, I, really? Is that what they're serving the kids these days? No, wouldn't that be awesome? They'd be like, I want to go back to school. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that would make school a lot more expensive, but yeah. No, not at all. It's Bidenomics. By, oh, yeah, Bidenomics. I keep forget. Well, you know, uh, speaking of Biden, actually, one last thing about guns before we move away. There was a, um, a court case uh, that just went our way for a change. Uh, where the courts effectively agreed with the people suing the ATF 
in um and the the final outcome was of the court case was a an order that effectively strips the ATF of their ability to enforce rules relating to pistol braces and um to the pieces of aluminum otherwise known as 80 percent um which you can you know manufacture a gun out of fairly easily and saying that congress never gave the atf the power to create well they don't i mean not only they not get that power but they can't can't have that power legally of creating their own laws and congress had made no laws relating to these two items specifically and therefore the atf rules relating to uh both of those items are null and void so unfortunately uh, there were about two hundred thousand people that fell for the atf ruse and registered their guns so that they could not lose them because technically you had to either register the guns if you had a pistol brace on your gun, remove the pistol brace, uh, or destroy your gun. Yes, and Illinois still or give up your gun to the ATF. Yeah, the Illinois still pushing for this, and I I'm hoping the federal judge somewhere goes after that before the January. Well, you could, your courts uh, out there are fucked because yes. they're literally right now ignoring a Supreme Court decision. Yeah. Well, welcome to Illinois. How you doing, everybody? Yeah, I don't understand why anybody would fucking live there. Welcome to Chicago, where we have some of the harshest gun laws in the world, and more people mm-hmm. get shot than anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously why you have gun laws, so you yes. can have more people getting shot. Exactly. If we didn't have the gun laws, we'd have way less people You'd getting shot. You'd have way less violence. It'd be a friendly city once again. Way less, way less, yep. way less. And I think I mentioned this on uh, Planet to Rage your the, other show planet rage what day is that on that is on mondays with larry blydner there you go we were talking about the peter santangelo or i always butcher his last name that does the youtube videos where he goes into places that uh, a lot of people wouldn't including the south side of chicago mm. and he did a ride along with a cop that had retired at the end of last year mm. and they were talking about the fact he's like well hey back in the 70s and 80s there were more gunshot deaths in chicago than there are now so doesn't that show that things are getting Mm -hmm. better and the cop was like well if you really look at the stats what's getting better is the medical technology saving the people getting shot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i that was something i had never even considered like when you see the the death you know it's like well if the if the medical capabilities have improved to the point where they're saving 25 percent more that doesn't mean that the city is safer or less violent it just means you have less of a chance of dying if you get yeah. shot like gene has gene has been shot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right looking at heyjackass.com so far this year in chicago what do you think the total shot is you want to even mention so like dead or just shot um we can do both Dead, I would say we're giving to the end of the year, so I'd say dead is probably like 800. 505 shot and yep, killed. Yeah, yep, 505. That's pretty good. 2740. Probably, what, 3,000? Yeah, 2740. Yeah. So, I mean, the numbers I gave are going to be right on the dot, pretty much accurate on December 31st. So, and they show I just, you, I looked it up in Futurepedia. They show you the, the, the neighborhoods they happen in. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise that uh, we've had 
1,817 men wounded, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 350 women. Well, that's not equitable. No, it is not. We need to start wounding more women. No, it is not. The, uh, that is not good. But I like the, the amount of, uh, let's see here. So out of those, 505 shot and killed. Mm-hmm. How many of those do you think were shot and killed by a member of the police in Chicago? Uh, not many, because cops usually miss. <laughs> As we have learned, 162 shots and uh, nothing in New York. But 505 shot and killed. Five of those were yeah. killed by a police officer. Yeah, so, the, so, so police need better training. Uh-huh. No, but, you know, we have to defund the police because they're the problem. They're the ones killing everybody. No, 505. I mean, this actually makes it so freaking easy to do the math. Less than 1%. Yeah. No. So we, we don't want to worry about the 99% because that's as uh, overall black on black crime. We don't want to talk about that. Let's talk right. about the less than 1%. And and it's not like there aren't black cops either. No, that's absolutely true. So you don't know. The reality is you don't know on those five. The uh, race of victim and assailant. uh, Black victim, 443. Assailant, 45. White, 24 victims and four assailants. Uh, So, uh, Hmm. again, that seems to be a pretty clear case of what's going on in Chicago. Yep. 21 kids under 12 wounded, nine killed. Holy Two, shit. Uh-huh. 249 teens, 13 to 17 wounded, 51 teens, 13 to 17 killed. So right there, we have 60 kids, 17 and under killed in Chicago this year. 60. That's, that's crazy. Well, it is when you look at the school shootings where, and I understand horrible things, but in some of these school shootings, three to 10 kids die mm-hmm. like 60 in Chicago this year. And nobody talks about it on the nobody news. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. It's like, it's and as you mentioned, it's the worst gun laws in the country. Uh-huh. I mean, this yep. is it. This is I can't it. remember who it was. I think it was Rand Paul that said that if you analyze the statistics without bias, you come to realize that the best possible thing that can be done to prevent school shootings is to arm the teachers that makes sense and i know people are afraid of the guns i don't understand why because i've never i've never i've been in many places in chicago mainly i would guess concerts and other outdoor events where there is a police presence like i've never felt uh in danger if there was a cop with a gun Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you would feel that way if well, were... are you black? <laughs> well, this is it. This is true. Everybody be like, mm-hmm. of course, that's your white privilege. Yeah, man, that's totally your white privilege. It's you're surrounded white... by a bunch of black cops wearing guns. I'm like, I don't feel like they're going to shoot me. Mm-hmm. It's my white tall guy privilege. <laughs> it's definitely your white tall. You're like, they're not going to shoot me. I'm going to see them before they see me. Exactly. I see above everybody's heads. Exactly. And they have the mm-hmm. overall homicides but this is an unfair kind not of a, a whole lot of tall cops is there i don't know i mean you're easy you're an easier target if you're a tall cop although no. you have a allegedly would have a stronger physical presence if you're not talking uh if you look at the average height of cops below average 
let's see the homicide trend we have uh for Rahm Emanuel's term, which was eight years, 45, 35 homicides. And then you have Lori Lightfoot, who was only here for four years. So Rahm was here for eight. She was here for four. He had 4,500. She had 2,945. Yep. That's a jump. And Richard Daly was Mm -hmm. here from 89 to 2011 so he was here for 22 years yeah exactly it's the daily city i remember and he had fourteen thousand for 22 years so there's no doubt yeah things are hopping and popping oh yeah they're definitely worse but really if anybody wants to follow this kind of stuff heyjackass.com is a beautiful website (laughs) they have all the updated statistics they have some fun graphics like uh, a person is shot in Chicago every two minutes and 45 seconds. Damn. For this year, a person is murdered in Chicago every 13 minutes and 23 seconds. Yeah. So don't, don't feel like it's a bad place to go. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. Yeah. 13 hours, 23 minutes. What did I say? Was I saying minutes? Minutes. Yeah, that's wrong. Every 13 hours and 23 minutes, somebody is murdered. Every two hours and 45 minutes, somebody is shot. Yep. But this is why you get your white gun. You bring it out here. You look like a stormtrooper. People are like, <laughs> hey, look at the big cracker. He got himself a white gun. Uh-huh. Must be a racist. Uh, right. Get him. White guy, white gun. <laughs> this is definitely going to be a call on the uh, radio yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> white white guy with a white gun this is a call they Who the have hell never... uses white guns man <laughs> i know this is a call gotta be a racist ever had to make before <laughs> like the guy's guns whiter than he is and he's uh, pretty white God. yeah that beard is getting whiter and whiter too it little... is getting whiter that is definitely happening it's it's visible and it, what's interesting is when you let your hair grow out that long you can see that the bottom of the beard is dark brown. The top of the beard is white. <laughs> yes, because it stays the color it comes out as. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just like Play-Doh. You know, when you squeeze it out and it, it's a particular color um, Play-Doh, then it comes out that color. And then if you add a little more of a different color, then they kind of mix and then it comes out the other color. Your beard is kind of like the rings on a tree that they study. It's just like that. That's exactly what it is. Some rings on a tree. Except you can brush in some just for men and make that beard look totally I un- could, unnatural. I, it would look so ridiculous, though. I, I can't imagine. And then it rains and whatever shirt you're wearing, that white Adidas tracksuit all of a sudden uh-huh. is like, oh. exactly. Yeah, that, that, well, that's, that's what started the whole white, white guy thing is like, what would go well with the white Adidas tracksuit? Okay. <gasps> I know, a white gun. Now I'm thinking you don't have the uh, Stormtrooper uniform, but you do have a white <laughs> Adidas tracksuit. Well, I do have that, yes. So I want you white background, white Adidas tracksuit, white shoes, holding yeah. your white shotgun in one hand and the white pistol in the other. Oh, yeah. I was going to say with a maniacal grin, but that was going to that's the only way you know how to roll. So that's true. Yeah. It's like no, that it's is a good look. It's a good look, you know, when your guns match your white tracksuit. Uh huh. You know, you really made it. It's like this is uh, this is not my shooting gun. This is just my <laughs> show for, for show gun. Uh huh. This is th- these are fashion accessories. Exactly. Exactly. And you could do open carry out there, so I mean, people can then oh, yeah. enjoy it. Where around here, you got to hide it. 
Yeah, but it sounds like your people are enjoying the shooting a lot more. This is true. This is true. They're like, show me your hands. All right. Bang, bang, bang. Uh Exactly. Well, as long as the cop guns get stuck all the time, that's all. Yeah. The uh, do the training officers do the training. Mm-hmm. It's your life. I mean, that's the sad thing. I mean, I don't know. Again, I could see if I was taking a job as a cop mm-hmm. out in the suburbs where we are now today, maybe a lot less than 10 years ago. You know, 10 mm-hmm. years ago, I'd have been like, well, I'm probably never going to have to fire my gun in the line of duty. Yeah. Where now, not so sure about that. Yep. See, there you go. There's a picture of me right there. Uh huh. That's you from what, 1946? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely use this with uh, Roop Unleashed with a photo of you and just put that in and then uh, uh-huh. just got to put the gun in. It would work. Totally that, work. That would definitely work. But if I was taking a job as a Chicago cop, man, I would be, it'd be like, you're going to Iraq, you know, back in the desert warfare, you know, this is like, you're, this is like, you're going to be deployed into Ukraine tomorrow. You'd want to be ready for what you're getting. Oh yeah. You would want to be ready. And I will say, I don't remember ever hearing Zelensky speak and he sounds like a bad actor, which I know he is. You've heard him speak lots of times. He's, he's often recorded in news clips. It's just a weird voice. He has the stereotypical Hollywood, like Russian accent. Yes, yes. It really, it sounds like somebody putting on the English version of what mm-hmm. somebody Russian is saying. Yeah. That's, well, that's pretty much what Ukrainian is. It's not a real language. And at least now that the winter is here, my auto racing uh, addiction is off until February. Ah, okay. So, so now I'm watching the Blackhawks. I am all in on this team. Uh-huh. Getting back to the NHL, baby. The new 18-year-old um, they got is going to be a phenom. He scored four points yeah. last night in like the first 25 minutes. For what team? The Blackhawks. Oh. They got the number one pick, and he's playing already, man. Connor Bedard. Where's he from? He is from, well, of course, uh, Canada. I think Vancouver. Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, all the great hockey players. Have you ever heard, like, uh-huh. greatest hockey player of all time? Where is he from? Phoenix. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got to be Canadian. That's one yeah. thing. I mean, Canada has maple syrup well, and hockey. Minnesota players. has good hockey too. That's um, we. Well, yeah, I know we, you had to quit hockey because your mom was tired of cleaning yeah, all the I blood but, out of your clothes. But I, uh, um, like our uh, high school team uh, in Minnesota was consistently getting up to the uh, the top three for the state uh, high school hockey games. It is just a fun sport to watch if played well. Yeah, it is. the sport requires that uh, that there be ice. Now, it's a lot yes. easier these days because it's indoor. But obviously, Canadians and Minnesotans are better at hockey back in the old days when the only time you could really practice playing hockey was in the winter. And Canada has a winter that lasts nine months. Minnesota winter lasts eight months. Yeah, it's dangerous. I mean, Shania Twain's crew yesterday just hit a patch of ice i guess and went over rolled over and like like damn uh-huh 13 of them wound up in the hospital nobody got killed no serious Holy injuries shit. but uh that's on one bus yeah a lot course, of people she, stuffed into a bus oh well, yeah she wasn't on it of course because she's she's the she's the oh, she's talent flying. probably yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the whole buddy holly thing that can go either way mm, but the roads yeah. in canada i'm like oh they're already they're already this bad it's only november and i guess then mm-hmm. like you said it's canada winter started july 5th or something 
Yeah, you get a good eight months of winter. But it's like that's uh, that's where the kid's from. And I guess he has a cousin who is 14 or 15 now that is breaking all the records he had a couple of years ago when he was at that level. So the family obviously is a hockey family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting thing because watching sports when you don't expect the team that you're rooting for to win is a much more enjoyable experience. Say that again, when you're watching sports and you don't expect them to win? Yes. I mean, like, I know that this kid is good. They have a few good players on the team, but it's a very low expectation. You're not expecting them to make the postseason. You're definitely not expecting them to win a championship this year. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of watching for those moments of greatness, those things that will happen in a game. You know, somebody gets a hat trick. Somebody does, you know, the impossible. Like the other day, the goalie for the Blackhawks just kind of went flying through the air to make a save. And it's like, damn, that's fairly impressive. That's fun to watch. Yeah. But when you don't have that, well, damn, we lost. You know, when you get depressed that your team loses, then if your team doesn't go all the way, it's a depressing thing to watch sports or if you're or if you're gambling on them and you lose all your money. Yeah, I've never gambled on sports. I know it's a sucker bet, but they're all pushing it now. I mean, in the direct TV, because I just, uh, you know, steal my parents direct TV. They have direct TV. Of course you do. And there's an there's a Roku thing, an app, whatever they call it on Roku channel. Mm-hmm. So I can watch anything live on direct TV that my parents subscribe to right. because they never use the the app or yeah. the shit like that. And while watching the Blackhawks, I hit the one button the other day and it brought me to a screen that was showing the up to date, up to the minute odds on the game. I'm like, oh, wow. it, it's that ingrained. It's like, that's the main reason for sports now. Uh huh. And there you go, the Blackhawk jersey. I still, I've got a few of them. I contend that's the Blackhawk, Adidas Blackhawk jersey. It is one of the most beautiful sweaters in hockey, let me tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. One of the most. Just, $180. Well, damn. I mean, they. The real ones that when I checked a few years ago were like four hundred bucks. I mean the real ones. The real jerseys, the official jerseys this that they is wear. The official jersey. There are replica versions that they make, the same company makes, as opposed now, I mean, I don't know why people would necessarily want the actual jerseys, because there are things put into there that you don't need if you're not actually playing hockey. You know, there's extra things to account for the padding and everything else that you know, unless you're really into it, going to the games, you don't need uh, you don't need that extra, you know, shoulder room for. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like jerseys versus clothing. Right. With the team colors. Yes. Kind of. Correct. So there, there's the retro shirt. The, and the retro man, the, the really, it's just such a pretty. Yeah. Awesome. That one's on sale for ninety five. When uh, it was a big deal. They half did one price, of, literally half price. Yeah. They're beautiful, too. And the Hawks are going, man. They're going to move in the right direction. And they are one of the teams that was gone after by the crazy leftists who were like, yeah, well, that's because they're racist. Uh huh. You can't have that, man. You can't have black Hawks. No, that's racist. And it was interesting because they just had the other day, like Native American night at the at the game. And there was a whole bunch of Native American groups and like singers mm-hmm. and performers. And it's like. Well, if they don't have a problem with it, why do you? Yeah, well, that's because the only people that have any problems are, you know, the crazy left white people. Yeah. 
Well, and the other yeah. thing they pointed out, whereas like, you know, the Indians were obviously a very generic name. Washington Redskins, very generic when it comes to that's not generic it's specifying that they're the washington kind of redskins right it's different redskins but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that the blackhawks are not named after an indian tribe they're named after one dude mm. black Hawk. Hawk? yeah so it's all it's a different thing i mean that mm. is you're it's, it's not like the uh the all blacks right well see now there's a difference between the all blacks and if you wanted to then name a team you know the jackie robinson's or something like that it's, uh-huh. like, it's a difference between honoring a person which i would think that's a hell of an honor like a, one of only you know 20 30 teams in a league going yeah we'd like to honor you yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd like to call our team the jeans the jeans. or like the babe ruth's right and everyone's got to be at least 10 pounds overweight well maybe 20 or 30 or 20, yeah maybe you got to carry a big now stick. there's that's my favorite blackhawk shirt right there that looks like a night shirt or something you might uh, tuck a, yourself in it's with very nice looking it's a nice stripe uh mm-hmm. looks like one like of those shiny wicking fabrics yeah this yeah. looks like one of those like a baseball warm-up jersey but with yeah the, it's definitely a warm-up shirt yeah with the blackhawk logo on it and it mm-hmm. is i mean it's a beautiful logo yeah and the again it's i, I never as a kid an expensive up, logo it requires four pantones uh-huh oh yeah yeah Growing up, I never looked at that was like, wow, that's horrible or that's racist or that's that is somehow demeaning to what it's representing. Yeah. Which is what I don't understand. It's like if you're a Native American. If the Cleveland Indians are doing things to support your heritage, why is it bad that they're called, you know, the Indians? Again, it's not like people are walking around in blackface or something like that. And some are, you know, Justin uh, Trudeau. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, that's Canada, though. Yeah, that's Canada, uh, yeah. That's why. Well, I'm, and and like the Minneapolis team, you know, Minneapolis used to have the North Stars, yes. which became the the, the Dallas, Dallas Stars. Stars. Uh huh. And it was funny because when I moved to Dallas, uh, my house was like half a mile from the their facility, so I just always said, "Well, I'm just following the stars down." But, I enjoyed uh, that the watching the North Stars back in the mm-hmm. day. And this this came up in my latest edition of Random Thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, yeah. thoughts.com. Good show. The Amazon was under fire because they had a soccer game where I think it was the French crowds were yelling anti-something slurs, anti-gay slurs, something, whatever uh-huh. it was. Mm-hmm. And they were being sued because how dare you let that. They're like, we understand. Okay, you can't do anything live, but then you made it available for streaming. So now you're responsible. <laughs> And I'm like, I remember back in the day, then I always enjoyed going to see in the it had to be early 80s. Correct. You'll probably know because it was Dino Cicerelli mm. playing for the Minnesota North Stars. Yep. And it was the second. It wasn't like he had to do anything. The second he would hit the ice in the warm ups. Dino sucks. <laughs> the whole crowd <laughs> just yelling. To, oh, and it was a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. the madhouse on madison it's like now it's like this concept that you can sanitize and i was wondering with soccer or any sport they yeah. use so many microphones around the arena to get the sounds that they need because they want you to hear the people hitting the boards they want to hear the stick hitting the puck in baseball you want to hear the bat hitting the ball yeah how do you yeah. remove if 
a stadium decide, chants. Yeah, decides to <laughs> chant something yeah, that you true. don't want to hear in the broadcast. You, you, you bring up Dino. Yeah, he had uh, 1,200, no, no, sorry, 608 career goals. And how many penalty minutes for Cicero? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see those stats, but. Uh, he had a lot, I'm guessing. He did. Yeah. Yeah, it was um that was fun watching North Stars like in person back in the day. Uh but what where I was going to with that was that it, eventually the, the Minnesota got the uh St. Paul Saints. Right. And and the Saints, isn't that just like using a Catholic for a mascot? Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. But that's okay because we, we don't like the Catholics, I guess. Well, that's fair enough. They're like, no, that's fine. Yeah. I spent about three hours in a phone call with one of those yesterday. A Catholic? Yeah. And what did you find out? Uh, no, we just talked about it. I, I'm just catching up with the guy. Um, I think I'm going to have him on my uh, Surgeon Speaks podcast episode. We had pretty good, pretty good chat. Talked a lot about religious stuff. 1,425 penalty minutes for Dino Cicerelli. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, there you go. With the 608 the goals and 592 mm-hmm. assists, you add both mm-hmm. of those up, you still come up short. Yeah, he spent more time in the in the box. The sin bin, as they like to call it. Mm-hmm. He spent more time in the sin bin than putting the biscuit in the basket. Well, that's the way hockey ought to be. There is still a physical aspect of it. Yeah. And I mean, there if you got a team where, where they're not getting penalties, they're doing something wrong. Yeah, well, you have to. It's part of it. You got to protect. That's it, man. That's the, it always has been, always will be. You've got your superstar players. You got your Gretzky's that if somebody on the other team roughs them up even a little, I mean, you, if you put one hair on Wayne Gretzky's head out of place, you are going to get hammered. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't, don't put your ice skate up to face level. That's all. Oh dude. That was so sad. The guy that got his neck, uh, neck sliced. It's like, yeah, hockey skates are sharp. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, I mean, I guess everything has a guard or something you can do because some players started wearing neck guards. It's like, oh, oh, really? Uh-huh. Wow. Which, I mean, I guess I understand. It depends Pussies. on how much they uh, impede you. But I, we started watching hockey when not everybody wore helmets. Right. Which now it would be like, oh, my God, those barbarians. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's just the way it well, was. Dude, look at look at football uniforms from the 50s. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean the helmets that they were wearing then were not going to do much to help them. The nothing they were wearing was going to do much. It's like leather pads. And the case can be made and it has been with between rugby and American football. Yeah. Rugby is way safer. Well, there's way less head injuries because they don't mm-hmm. wear helmets and they then don't use once they started using helmets in the NFL to ram. Uh-huh. The guys started yeah. using their heads as a battering ram and that's yep. not a good idea. Yep. Well, you got you literally have guys that are hitting their heads against each other at 20 plus miles an hour. And then you wonder why they have brain damage. Nobody years down wonders. The road. Literally nobody <laughs> wonders that. Everybody just nods their heads going, "Yep." Mm-hmm, but we allow yep. it to keep going on cuz it's football. Yeah, it's it's a gladiator sport. And they get paid well, and they do. And if you really, yeah. as long as the players know what they're in for, and there was a guy that used to do sports here on Channel 7, ABC, Mike Adamley, who was an ex-Bears player. 
and was great, was a great broadcaster. And by the time he was in his early 50s, the dementia caused from the football playing Mm -hmm. made it so he couldn't work. And I mean, he just deteriorated fairly quickly. You ever watch Ballers? Ballers. I don't think so. The Dwayne, Dwayne, the rock Johnson Johnson there. It's, um, uh, I think they did about three seasons, but it was on HBO or maybe Showtime or something. Uh, but basically, uh, Dwayne played a, a football player turned agent. And of course they had that, that, I mean, it was a double meaning, right? So ballers is in living the high life, right. but also as in a, uh, football, a football player. player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but pretty, pretty interesting show. I mean, it had all the usual like hot babes and stuff that you would expect from people with money. Well, and that's it. And you're like, do you want to trade that away? Even if you know there's a 50% chance by the time you're 60, you're going to pretty much yeah. be a vegetable. Is it worth yeah. it to become and famous? That was to one make of the, the money? topics that they, they, you know, you had the wives, uh, are, it's like the girlfriends doing everything they can to get hitched. And then once they're hitched, trying to explain to their husband that you need to stop playing because right. you're killing your brain. Uh huh. It's like, uh, this is literally why you married me. <laughs> Yes, you, because you had because I was a, a football player, right? Because I got the money, because I got uh-huh. the fame. Uh-huh. It's part of the trade-off. Yeah, and as long as people know what they're doing, you know that's what a free that's society. One game I never played. Never played football. No, I haven't. I never did either. I never found mm-hmm. it all that interesting. And I know a lot of people are like, no, love football. I was always baseball and yeah. hockey, and yeah. not even basketball. I, mean, I like college basketball for a while. Never watched pro, even when the bulls went on their sixth championship run Double. never watched doubles mm-hmm. i appreciate michael jordan and the skill that he brought but just wasn't exciting mm-hmm. and here's the sad thing i hate being a bandwagon jumper so even though i was a blackhawk fan my whole life i stopped watching them about the time i started dating my wife i mean we went yeah. to a few games and by 1990 or so maybe 92 wasn't paying much attention to the blackhawks so when Patrick Kane and Taze came and they won all those championships. I couldn't watch. I felt like I don't want to be the guy who starts watching when they're winning. Mm-hmm. So that's why I jumped on now. They're back at the bottom. It's the <laughs> run that's exciting. It's that run watching it go that's from true. bad. It is. It is. Gus gets boring when your team is like consistently in third or fourth place. Yes. That's the worst. Like if they're in first place. Okay. That's still exciting. But when they're real close to top, but not quite there. Every year you're like, well, are they going to fuck it up again? Yep, right. they're going to fuck it up again. <laughs> right. They are. Because they, it's always within the grasp. It's always within reach, and they always fuck it up. And that's very different from a team that's consistently at the bottom of the pot. You know, the, the real underdogs. Those are actually more fun to watch. I agree with you, because you're like, oh, holy shit, it's a miracle. Yes, we won a game? Really? <laughs> so, oh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a streak now. Let's call it. <laughs> hey, it's the way I feel. We won one the way i feel anytime we get a donation to this show oh that's it's that's right that's kind of what it is yeah it's a miracle that's what it is but you know inflation's running at about 30 percent, so people's disposable income is not where it used to be so they should donate 30 percent more to offset. yeah they really should i know come on guys get on it yeah i mean like it's like your money goes not nearly as far on everything else but our money goes even less far because we have less of it coming in. 
Man, these shows are flying by.